Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Darren Williams Jr. from American Hot Rod Entertainment, and you're tuning in to my buddy TJ, the Nitro Performance Guy. Let's get it. episode of the nitro performance guide i'm your host tj the nitro performance guide and we got a good one for you today also you might hear uh i sound a little nasally again <laughs> well spring decided that it wanted to start and uh my allergies are, are are getting the best of me uh but we're gonna still get after it we still got stuff to talk about uh this past weekend was the gator nationals the amelie oil gator nationals it was an interesting weekend uh, with some weather. Uh, there was so much water on the track on Friday. They s- had to push back Saturday uh, to clean it off. And as well, they had to push back Sunday's race days, which you're going to hear with me and Darren when we talk about it in just a second. They had to push race day back because it was just so cold. It was 46 degrees when they fired top fuel cars. So... We have, I'm sure you just heard me say that. We have Darren Williams Jr., the American Hot Rod Entertainment. You know him, you love him. He's great. Uh, he's in my opening. So I, you know, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. So we're going to get right into that. We're going to waste no time today. We're going to get right into it. We're going to jump right in. He's back, people. He is back. You know him, you love him. It's Darren Williams Jr. It's American Hot Rod Entertainment. Welcome back. What's up, man? Nitro Performance Guy. Thanks for having me on again. Back again. Third time, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we turned into Reinhardt and Joe Costello. Hey, man. Let's do it. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Hey, Gainesville was an exciting, exciting and crazy race. So I'm excited to talk about it right now. Let's break it down. Yes, absolutely. Um, started with Friday. I, I, I called myself being proactive and wrote down the schedule. Like, okay, I'm not going to know where everybody's going to be because, you know, they've been on the West Coast for the last couple of weeks. So now they're on the East Coast. So I'm like, okay, I got to make sure I got my times right so I don't miss anything. Well, that was before all the debacle happened. But and then Mother Nature said no. <laughs> so we still got our picks for the Pep Boys. I mean, we got so much to talk about. We, we're going we're gonna to jump right into that one. I know. Where do we start? Do we start with Pep Boys? Where do we start at? I mean, so much to talk about. What do you think? Pet Boys, I mean, got to. I mean, that was the first I mean, thing up, you know? Right, 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 right. I called it, I put on this paper, Pet Boys slash qualifying. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was it. And we saw some people that didn't make the field this week. Uh, Antron Brown, Leah Pruitt, Sean Langdon, like, big names didn't get in because you got one and done. Mm-hmm. And they didn't make the 16. So uh, we're just going to jump right in. That's a great segue into this. So in the first pair we had, and then... We didn't really talk about the, the matchups or anything, but that kind of goes without saying. Leah Pru and Steve Torrance. That's one of the ones you said, I think. Yo, I did no, actually I said Steve Steve I should call out Brittany. I thought yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought Langdon would call out uh or no, who had the higher pick? Who was higher? Who are, who was the higher seed out of Langdon and Pruitt? Obviously that couldn't have happened because they were both lower seeds, but Right, 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 um, right. Yeah. But I had a uh, I had I had Leah and, and Sean going out first round. I thought Steve would call out Brittany, but nah, Steve O called out Leah Pruitt and uh we got to talk about it I mean they seem cordial on the stage but was that was that a little personal right there or, or was oh, it just no. like or was the strategy more so you know like hey you know we just know we have a better car than them so let's let's choose them first round more of a strategy you know 
who knows yeah yeah and they you know they weren't really detailed when they told us like when their picks are like yo we talked about it with the whole team and you know and then we made our picks and i'm like okay you can't give us more than that especially <laughs> when britney picked antron i'm getting ahead of myself i'm excited okay leah pruitt she doesn't get down the racetrack obviously she didn't make the show 5 12 227 uh she did leave first mm-hmm. so um bye thou but Steve Torrance, 369.7, 329. That car starting to come alive. And on a track that was green, mm-hmm. a track that was very well prepared by NHR. They do the best they can. I mean, but that track saw a lot of water. Mm-hmm. And whenever you have that, that's just, I mean, the pro stock guys didn't even get on the track. Mm-hmm. You know, because it just wasn't safe for them. And we're going to talk about that because history was made there. Yes, sir. Uh, so that, I mean, anytime history is made, oh, Nitro Performance guy is watching that. So we'll, we'll get to that. So Brittany and Antron, I did not see this one coming. I did not see that pick. Uh, so when she, when they did the little backstage kind of thing, because that's how I kind of saw on, on YouTube before uh, the, the show came on uh, on Sunday. Uh, but yeah, I didn't expect that pick. Uh, but she said, <laughs> what she said, she said it was in alphabetical order and <laughs> she just went with, with Antron. I mean, there was no easy people to pick in that group. Hey, hey, we got to talk about the side bet though, between Antron and Brittany. We got to talk about the side. Yes. Bet. Let's so, talk about the side bet. So Antron said, if he wins, then Brittany has to take him to Cracker Barrel. Which is a great, great restaurant. I love. I've only been. I've only been once when I went to Vegas, but I will say they have great breakfast. So they do. They do. If Antron did win, I'd be a little jealous because I'm hoping to get the Crackle Barrel when we get to Las Vegas in a couple of weeks. Right. But if Brittany won, then Antron has to do a magic mic dance. Is it? Is this live on Fox? Is this the next race? Is it like when? When is this going to happen? Like I'm not saying I want to see it, but this is, this is crazy drag <laughs> <for> racing. <laughs> Well, it might it might get those another demographic that we haven't you know reached yet you know so I, I don't I don't want to go down that lane. <laughs> <laughs> but Antron again strikes the high. He left first. He left first. Eighty one mm-hmm. to a ninety light. Three sixty eight for three hundred thirty seven point seven five miles per hour. That's getting it done. <laughs> I believe the third quickest speed, uh, third fastest mm-hmm. speed in NHRA top field history, right there. Yep, that's I mean, it. She was she was rolling third fastest you know, speed in top field history, man. It, it's n- it's nice to be in the top three with yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. That's she true. has hey, like the top six speeds. I think I don't even think that would make the top ten as far as funny car. It may may not. I have to go back and check, but I mean that just goes right. how, how fast funny car is. But still, you know, third exactly. fastest speed of, of all time. That's pretty badass right there oh yeah for sure uh sean langdon and mike salinas now we saw these guys kind of you know having fun on social media this before the up. yeah this was and so sean breaks doesn't even get a time and then mike salinas goes down there in style 3.709 332 they're just giving them away miles per hour and mike salinas well he definitely left first 060 well, if, if Sean's car was right, um, he would have had to be there. But, you know, Sean is always there on the tree. Um, so I was kind of disappointed to see that, you know. But again, these things, these things can happen to, you know, the best of us. So uh, what would you think about that one? Hey. That was interesting. Hey, 
if if I if I'm if I'm if I'm a guy in top field right now, I do not want to see Mike Salinas. Like he is on his game right now. Yeah. Like coming off that win in Phoenix, he has a lot of confidence. Rod Flynn, Aaron Cave, the assist, uh, crew chief and uh, an assistant crew chief, you know, good on the lights. Like you said, the car is running great. Laid down a 69 round number one. If I'm a guy, guy or gal in top field, I would not want to see Mike Salinas right now. He has a lot of momentum. He is rolling. Got, we're going to talk about him in final eliminations coming up. He went mm-hmm. to the semis, but Mike Salinas, good, good to see him doing good right now. You yes. Know, great performance, you know, getting it done in reaction time. But hey, here's the thing, though. So we'll talk about the side bend a little bit with them, but you saw Langdon knew he had a wounded duck, but then he goes out there and, and double bulbs Mike Salinas. Just screw it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, I love the game. I love the games in this whole matchup right here. This this was probably the best one right here of, of the top field call-up. You talk about the buildup on social media, you know, Joe kind of kind of ragging on Langdon, you know, uh, on the start line beforehand, you know, asking, you know, are, are they going to bet some money or something like that? This was a lot of fun. And then obviously, you know, to the race. And like you said, we knew Sean Langdon knew, well, we all knew he had a wounded duck and goes up there and double bulbs him say, hey, screw it. Let's see what happens. And for Mike Sinus, go out there and lay down at 69. That was probably the best pair of, of the four out of uh, for the all-star top field call out. Yeah, it definitely was, uh, you know, it's Sean Langdon. He's uh he's cagey. He he's he's gonna be one of those cagey veterans mm. in the in the future. He's gonna be like, you know, I'm gonna play the games on the starting line because I mean they're all legal, you know. Mm-hmm. So you, you can definitely do it. I mean, it kind of just throws the other person off, and there's kind of like cord, mm-hmm. you know, um kind of unspoken gentlemen's rules, which is kind of outdated since we have so many women. Uh, but you know, rules that you go up there like, oh, well, you don't know, take the seven seconds. And, you know, you, you hear Nitro drivers at the end of the racetrack, like, if a guy takes seven seconds, I'm going to go over there and hit him because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's an eternity to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but interesting, interesting. We'll, we'll get hey, more. Before to- we move on, though, this is a good conversation. Top of the conversation. We got time, right? Yeah. Got time? Okay. Yeah. I want to ask you. So if, if you're a top field driver, funny car driver, you know, and like you said, you know, so you got seven seconds, but, you know, a lot, a lot of guys, you know, they don't want you taking a full seven seconds because they see this kind of disrespect. You know, if 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 you're trying to play games on the start line, you know, like AKA Tricky Ricky, you know, for you, would you would you have a problem if somebody six, seven seconds for you or vice versa? Like, you know, would you use up all seven seconds? Are you okay with deep staging and stuff like that to play games on the start line to get the advantage and play little games on the start line? Are you with that or, or no? What kind of driver would you be? I am with the gamesmanship. I'm with the John Force who, hey, I got the real estate. I'm going to use it that seven inches. When it comes to the staging and how quickly it's done, we know that the fuel is just the fuel's weight Mm -hmm. is as much a part of the tune up as the fuel delivery. Mm -hmm. So if I'm driving top fuel and, you know, this guy's out here taking six seconds, I'm burning fuel, you know. So that's a gallon every 12 seconds. So I, who knows how much fuel I've already burned and how much I came up here with. So the taking, I would like you to be prompt up there, you know, I mean, but again, everybody has that seven seconds. Uh, and that's just because at that point, and I think that's why a lot of them used to get upset about it. You're messing with my crew chief now, because now you're, you're getting to the point where you're messing with my tune up mm-hmm. because now my car is going to be light. It's going to be light. And, you know, I might, it's not going to run like we set it up to run. So at that point I can see why, you know, you, you see the hands go up on the starting line. They're like, what the hell are they doing? Mm-hmm. You know? So that I would keep it brief just because, you know, these things, you know, it's not pretty when they run out of fuel. So, and that can happen. It has before, but 
the, but, the, the deep staging and stuff, I'm I'm definitely down for. But, definitely down for. Okay. Is it really going to happen in that seven seconds though? Probably I mean, not. The, the the rule is you got Probably seven not. seconds. I mean. <laughs> If you got it, you know, and you want to use it. I mean, I don't, you know, yeah, as, prob- as, probably as, as the competitor, as the competitor, I, yeah, I can see them getting upset, but I'm just saying, just playing devil, devil's advocate here. You do have the full seven seconds. You, you know? do. You do. I mean, you know, just saying. Yeah, you do. And that's a, that's a good thing to think about. And at the, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, you know, everybody has their routine. And so mm-hmm. if they go up there, they're, they know, Hey driver, you go right in. Or you, you know, you kind of go with the flow and stuff. But mm-hmm. that person, it's kind of the gentleman's agreement. Like, hey, we're not going to take forever. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, in that seven seconds, no, we're not going to burn through all of our fuel. But at mm-hmm. the, you're, we're still burning a little bit more than we would like. Mm-hmm. So now it's going to be a different weight out there than I want. Mm-hmm. So I get it. It's there. It's the gamesmanship. It's all about it's the beauty of the sports. Kind of one of those things. Well, and it's like this, too. So. Obviously, if you're going to use the whole seven seconds, it's more so, like you said, just for gamesmanship. It's just, you know, play little games, kind of kind of get your opponent out of their game, you know. Yeah. So if 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 I'm planning on doing that, I'm going to just tell my crew chief, hey, let's kind of speed up our routine a little bit, you know. So yeah. then we're not, you know, adding like extra time to, you know, to when, you, like I said, we're burning a few and stuff like that. Let's speed up just a little yeah. bit so I can use up all my seven seconds and play a little game on the line. Just, I just, you know, when you said that, I just wanted to get your opinion on it because we saw that. Yeah. A lot last year in Funny Car, as far as the deep staging and the, yeah. the games of start line and people getting upset and stuff like that. So I just want to get your opinion. That's all. Yeah, I'm I'm all yeah. for it. It's good. Uh, everybody has their own kind of kind of thing. Just like Force has everybody go in first. You know, mm-hmm. that's yeah. just one of those things. Like I would be that person. I, I think Brittany's kind of getting into that now. I'm starting to see her a little, you know, <laughs> wait a little bit. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but we'll we'll definitely probably get back to that in the race day stuff. But this race right here, this Justin Ashley. And Doug Kalitta, mm-hmm. 70s, side-by-side 70s, low 370s, and side-by-side at 330 miles per hour. Doug left first, but on the wrong side of the tree. He red-lit. But that's a good qualifying run. <laughs> that's what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, 3.718 at 330, uh, 0.47, almost at 334. And then Justin Ashley gets the win uh, quicker or not as quick. 3.722 at 330.96. So he was a little faster on the racetrack. And so we ran out of time. So now they're going to do the, the the remaining rounds, which Brittany gets first dibs uh, at the U.S. Nationals. So I think that's a good move. That's even more of a draw for people to come. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on that weekend anyway, because we got mm-hmm. the funny car all-star call mm-hmm. out that weekend too. So to have, I, I do vaguely remember one year they had both shootouts at this race, or I might be mistaken, but I do remember them having like both shootouts at the race one time. I, I don't, I don't know. So Maybe. from 2012 to 2017, both Funny Car and Top Field was at the U.S. Nationals. The tracks is shootout. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So you know, you know, previous years the funny car one was always at the U S nationals Indy. And then the top field one was at Pomona for the longest, mm-hmm. but then they moved at the Vegas, the final years, they, they had it, it moved yeah. to Vegas the, fi- the last couple of years. But yeah, from 2012 to 20, 2017, uh, both funny car and top field shootouts, which is called the tracks to shoot out the time. Right. At Indy, at Indy. That's so, what I thought. That's yeah. what I thought. I knew I wasn't remembering wrong. Yeah. So back into qualifying. So, so there's some things going on with the NHRA website this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but no, no problem to them because everything's right now. And I actually used it today to make sure my numbers are right. But 
things were happening. So the top eight runs in top fuel uh, for qualifying one of one, we got Austin Prop 3.76. How about a, a time in top fuel where 3.761 is only eighth best? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's only eighth best. Austin Proc, 326.71 miles per hour. Then we got Spencer Massey, number seven, 3.735, 324 miles per hour. Then we got Justin Ashley, 3.72, 330.96. That was that great side-by-side run. And the one who got the better of that, Doug Kalitta, 3.718, 330 in number five. Man, I tell you what, 3.71, and that's only fifth best. Like these mm-hmm. are not just runs that, oh, that's very workman run. No, these are like some aggressive runs here. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Mike Salinas, fourth best, 3.709, 332. That's a big, we're getting big speed out of that car this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they didn't used to really have those big speeds. They had the nice, solid, consistent running car, but they didn't have those big speeds like they have now. Uh, Justin Ashley kind of started to, have that later in the year last year with that 334 at bristol but i mean you're starting to see the dragsters coming with the 330 runs like usually you see them top out at like 320 328 329 which is still like getting it like these Mm -hmm. are not like oh it's just (laughs) just 321 no these are that's fast (laughs) right yeah but like you sit starting to see them on court some 330s and that that's getting it and then you got number two britney force 337 woo that's getting it, man. Three sixty-eight at four. We oh, oh man, we skipped the we we skipped the four-time champ, Steve Torrance, three point six nine seven and three twenty-nine. He's the number three, and then Trip Tatum, number yes, one, three point six seven four at three hundred and thirty-one miles per hour. Hey, I've been I've been saying this since I seen that car make us run a seventy-four off the trailer. Man, mm-hmm. I tell you what, that's a car, that's a wolf in mm-hmm. sheep's clothing. Don't mm-hmm. be fooled by the fact that it doesn't have mm-hmm. a, a big decal on it. I mean, mm-hmm. that car will get you. And, and we see, like, I wasn't surprised when he won. You know, every I love seeing the first wins and the first round wins. I love seeing that. But, like, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't either. I wasn't surprised because they I mean, studied. The, yeah, yeah they, that's, a, that's a Capco car. That's basically the Nitro Ninja yeah <laughs> basically yeah and that car always ran well based off last year too I yeah mean, last year that, that car had great performance so yeah definitely i was not surprised either for sure we're getting ahead of ourselves he didn't win y'all that didn't happen you don't hey, know that can i say one more thing though before we move on to final eliminations i just want to say one more thing so this is just from the the pet boys all-star top field call out uh dave w mentioned this on the show on saturday so i guess it the Ray originally supposed to go was for the round two matchups. They're all going to meet at the top end and then they're going to call out each other at the top end there. Oh, so because you know, the rain and stuff like that and get too cold. They weren't able to do that. Right. But what I've like, he mentioned this. So this is not my words. He mentioned this, but I thought this was a, a great idea. Now that this getting moved to Indy, I wish they would have picked now. And then you're locked with your matchups going into Indy. Cause then they'll just make it that, that much more, you know, you know, interesting. But at the same time, who knows what rivalries can brew up until Indy? You know, you never know what's right. going to happen. So you got to see right. both sides, you know, like, like Brittany for you, it's like, you know, she gets first call out. Who do you choose? You yeah. know, but you have to, but you gotta, you know, you gotta keep that pick going to the U S nationals. But now 
what you know what rivalries could brew what things could happen into it you need to make it that much more interesting so we'll see how it all plays out yeah and just before we go to funny car qualifying they're not they were doing a lot of talking they were doing a lot of talking like the cameras are rolling and kept it cute but listen they were doing a lot of talking so you think they're gonna stop talking until indy (laughs) you know even the people that lost lane is still talking you know that's just him we have to mention now too though the side bet between him and Salinas now yes. since Langdon lost, he, uh, he had uh, his team, I guess him too. They have to wear the scrappers mm-hmm. uh, team shirts and hats at the next yep. race in Las Vegas. It's so. amazing. It's going to be so fun. Wow. It's going to be fun. <laughs> so fuel funny car. We didn't forget about you guys. How about there weren't, you know, again, it's a green racetrack. This is the first time cars have been on it. So we got Blake Alexander. How great is it to say that name again? Mm -hmm. Like, I love that car, that team, Jim Head. I've always been a Jim Head fan uh, back in the days of of that uh, that Silver Bullet, the original Mm -hmm. Silver Bullet top fuel car. I used to love watching that do burnouts. Uh, Blake Alexander, 3.918 at 3.19. He's back in style. That's a great run. Uh, Alexis DeJoria, 3.907 at 3.26. We got Matt Hagen above her, 3.898 at 320.13 miles per hour. Now, I'm going to stop here real quick. Just look at the technology here. Because there was a time when 389 was like, right? And, And he's going down there at 389, 320, just 320, just 320. Just like, I'm going to bring it up again. Mike Salinas's run, 367, no header flames. Like Mm -hmm. that was a time where they were full pull through the finish line, 375, (laughs) 395. Mm -hmm. Like we have watched, like if you've watched since they changed to a thousand foot, which we have both have, like you could just see how, you know, I watched the old race and like 410 was the number one qualifying spot. Yeah. That was like the mid, the mid 2010s. Yeah. (laughs) yeah my point is not that long ago yeah like Mm -hmm. i love it okay alan Alan mentioned it so much this 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 week obviously this was the 30th anniversary of bernstein's 300 Uh you you talk about 30 years ago 300 to at 1320 feet 300 at at a quarter mile Mm -hmm. they're almost going 300 to the eighth now which is half the distance like that's pretty pretty amazing pretty amazing and i and that's really the last frontier that we have in nhra like we have i mean even in the bikes we got we're in the 60s now the pro stock has been in the 40s so it's like the last thing because they're not going to go 400 right that that's no but the last kind of the final frontier for Mm. nhra is like nitro cars going 300 Mm -hmm. at the eighth mile and Mm -hmm. we are so close so close Mm -hmm. we got cruz pedragon in the number three spot 3.891 327 Tim Wilkerson, second best of the session, 3.891 again, but he got it on speed, 328.22. And then we got Mr. Robert Height in that AAA Chevrolet, taking another number one qualifier from the boys and girls, 3.893, sorry, 3.831 at 333.41 miles per hour. Now, we didn't see a lot of 330s in the in the funny cars this day, but we know that they usually always have the top fuel cars covered on speed. 
which I just think that's so interesting. But you know, so we got, and I and I, I did break it down here a little bit. Eight fifty six sixty foot yeah. in a funny car, boy. I'm telling you what, they're getting it going quickly. And oh, by the way, uh, in the interest of fair reporting, I love when they say that. Eight twenty five trip Tatum, but we know he better that in the oh, first yeah. round with that eight eighteen. Yeah, dude, you sent me that. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Anytime you're in the teens at mm-hmm. the sixty foot mark, okay, you're getting it. You 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 getting it early. So, uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Oh, I did write it down. So, here I put in the last 340 feet, and I think Antron started to talk about this uh, on Sunday morning uh, when he was up there, which is, you know, it's sad that he didn't make the race, but I'm glad we had Antron Brown in the booth. That was awesome. He was great, right? Yeah, he was incredible. Yes. Uh, And so, in the last 340 feet, Robert Hyde gained 45 points, 57 miles per hour in 0.727 seconds. <laughs> from three, Man, from rolling. 310 with a four to 383 with a one. By that point, that like that's not a lot of time. <laughs> that's like, not you can you can say Jimmy Proc has a handle on his race car, right? Well, you know, we'll talk about eliminations, but if, if you yeah. think about it. If it wasn't for Ron Caps in Q3 in Pomona, Robert Hyde would start the season with three consecutive number one qualifiers in a row. Thanks, yeah. Ron Caps, for messing that up. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but, well, I mean, Dean did say that we're going to get a little aggressive this year. <laughs> but I mean, if you think if you think about it, just from that run from Robert Hyde on Saturday, that makes it 14 of his first 15 runs of the season are in the 380s. That's amazing. That is, n- I don't think anybody's ever done that. Nobody has ever done that. Wow. 14 that, of your first 15 runs of the season are in the 380 zone. And like, wow, that's amazing. That's getting it. I mean, it's, I mean, and 390s are not bad, but like no. 380s mm-hmm. and I mean, more and than half it, of, yeah. And he's doing it with low 380s too. Yes. Now we're not talking about 388, 389, 387, which are good runs, but mm-hmm. like we're talking about sub 385 runs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, again, we haven't seen these kind of consistent low 380s since the layback header era. And it was a lot easier back then. But now the fact that they're doing it now when they don't have as much help, I mean, that's just a testament to these very, very, very smart people that get these cars down the racetrack. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ron Caps. Ron Caps at the fastest time of the season last year with, with his 383 in St. Louis, right? And that was the only 83 yeah. we saw that season. And how many yeah. 83s have we seen so far in just the first three races? Like, so Ron Caps is the fastest run of the season with a 383 in St. Louis, which is at the end of the year. And through the first three races of the season, we've seen how many 83s so far? I'm going to have to look up that stat. Like, yeah, we'll have crazy. to look at that. Yeah. Well, that, that, well I guess you're Reinhardt, so you're going to be back next week. Well. <laughs> So we're going to start with the conditions because we got to talk about the conditions, the conditions they have like conditions they've never seen before. Star Wars, Star Wars. It's like um, and I I took some notes that I heard. Crew chiefs have never seen these conditions. Dean Antonelli, he said he went back to Austin Coyle's notes Mm -hmm. and he said he's they've never seen that. And that was after his car just went three hundred thirty six miles per hour. But, you know, whatever. Okay, so other things. 
pro stock didn't get on the racetrack during the weekend because you know there was just there's a certain point where those guys don't have any downforce so and there's a certain point where we can't run the cars or well, the bikes well pro stock got on track but pro stock bike didn't okay yeah okay um uh, aaron stanfield qualified number one with the with the at the time before elimination started at the time was the quickest uh run in the efi that's era right yeah that's exactly yeah. right yep yeah. So uh, Pro Stock got on track, but Pro Stock bite, yeah, they they got a few runs in, and then they had an oil down from Michael Phillips, and then they basically was like, rest of the cops like, no, we're not running, it's too cold. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That is exactly what happened, folks. You heard it here. You heard it here first. I did forget the bike. Uh, the the cars did get on the racetrack. So rare conditions below sea level. Yes. Below sea level. How about yes. that? Six forty five in the first round. We're gonna we're gonna do this a little different, but. 645 for Erica Enders, the quickest run in the history of the class. And you are putting the car on the trailer. She lost. She lost. Like, Bo Butner, Bo Butner, Bo Butner strapped a 002 reaction time on her. And she was 077, which is very un- uncharacteristic un- for Erica. Very uncharacteristic for her. Yeah, for sure. And then we get two, not just one. Two of the quickest pro stock motorcycle runs in the history of the sport. Mm-hmm. Rare territory has never been done with a 68 to do it first. Okay, that's mm-hmm. that's nice. And I was my, my that took my breath away when I seen it. And mm-hmm. then she comes back with a 66. Lord the boom. <laughs> Karen Stouffer getting it done, getting it. I mean, what and, and this is what Alan talks about how and I, I really like how he said it on Sunday. He said the nitro cars don't really like these conditions too much (laughs) but the pro stock naturally aspirated what the air is what the conditions are is what you have there's no power adders so with nitro you know i'm I'm tuning the car and i'm like well darren we got to make we're just going to do what we can do we're trying we're taking power out of it because the track is so good it's gonna it's gonna pull and we know that they spin the tires the whole way down the racetrack Mm -hmm. so and that's we'll talk about that in just a second but we saw a little pedaling Mm-hmm. by one of the best peddlers in the in the business with that peak thing on the side of that camaro but anyway i'm getting ahead of myself i love seeing john Ford pedal <laughs> it was hey before we get into it it was so quick right like yeah. he's, just, he's just a master of pedaling like if you look at it he caught it quick like it was like snappy like i mean it does not get enough credit how how like how great that was <laughs> okay okay we're gonna you need to remember what you said because we're gonna talk about why that's impressive because yeah. I was thinking about that earlier today and I'm like, yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that tonight. Just remember that we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. Okay. The conditions for first round, 46 degrees. And hey, hey, TJ, man, TJ, you know, us brothers, man, we don't like cold weather, dude. We don't want to do grand cold but for the drag races, we'll, we will do it. We'll sit we, in will, it. we will do it. We will sit in it. The relative humidity was only was 49%. It's still Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still mm-hmm. Florida. Then the barometer is reading 30.47. The adjusted altitude. Here's the here's the gag. And I I don't think I remember ever hearing this. One 1,189 feet below sea level mm-hmm. at the start of top fuel. Mm-hmm. The track temperature was 76 degrees. It's fair to say that it's out there <laughs> if mm-hmm. it'll stick i mean it's gonna rotate the earth it's gonna rotate the earth so let's go right into it 
Austin Pratt, number eight and nine, they don't get a choice. They're out first. Usually, now, th- this is interesting because you know, two, two of us, we grew up watching drag racing. You know, eight and nine, top fuel, they used to be number one every time. Mm-hmm. Now, as of recently, if the track is like, eh, I'm number one qualified, I want to get to the track, that freshly prepped track first. I don't want mm-hmm. you guys to see it. Isn't it funny <laughs> that on a green racetrack, <laughs> They're like, nah, bro, you go up there. I yes, don't want to do it. <laughs> yep. Yep. That is hilarious. But anyway, so we got Austin Proc and Billy Torrance making his first appearance this season. Number eight and nine. Austin was eight. Billy was ninth. Billy's going to get the win. 402 at 303 miles per hour. So a few of these runs are not going to be, you know, like the, the numbers aren't going to be what impresses you. Uh, it's just kind of what happens, what, what happened. So in the second pair, we had Spencer Massey and Doug Foley. Man, I tell you what, it's good to see that Doug Foley car going round. I love Doug Foley. Uh, grew up watching him on IHRA, uh, you know, because, you know, that back when it was a thing, it, we watched them in conjunction. 3.762 at 311 miles per hour. Aaron Brooks, I mean, I... I love Aaron Brooks. He does great things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he kind of got a little bit of a bad rap when he was with uh, Cruz. They kind of went, you know, that was kind of a, a fiery relationship, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Um, but, you know, he's a good tuner. And you, we all know that he knows how to get one of these cars down the racetrack. Mm-hmm. Th- three seconds flat at the eighth mile, three or 285 for Doug Foley. And what was it? What was the 60 foot time right there? If you have it up, um, for oh, 843, Doug Foley. Okay. okay, and guess and Spencer was actually quicker to 60, mm-hmm. 828. Mm-hmm. So it just looked like, and they were, it looked like Spencer started to fall off shortly after 60, uh, because he was, uh, Doug Foley was quicker to 330, which is interesting to see how, like, in that span of time, the car just. You know, these engines are grumpy to begin mm-hmm. with. Even when they're happy, I always say they're grumpy. Like, the, can you not hear that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do they sound happy? No, but good to see Doug Foley going rounds. Justin Ashley and Josh Hart, number six and number 11. Josh Hart is not going to get the win this time. 375. Yeah, 375, 9, 305. And then we got, but, you know, it's kind of hard to beat the other guy when they're going 3.687 yeah. at 331. It's, it's just surprising because, you know, obviously he's our defending event champion. So you, right. you expect them to, to build off that from last year. But unfortunately, right. like I said, going to be as Justin Ashley, your winter nationals champ going uh, 368 with a seven at 331. That's kind of tough to beat. So Yeah. Yeah. So he, I mean, hey, he had the best seat in the house. I always say it. Uh, I'm jealous, <laughs> but anyway, Alex <laughs> Laughlin and Doug Coletta, number 12 and number five, Doug Coletta is going to get the win 3.708 at 330. Finally, oh, miles finally five. gets his first round win of the year. Finally, finally gets his first round win with AJ at the helm. And I- I'm just going to tell you what I don't know what it is about these runs. This is just off topic, completely off topic. Listeners know we go off topic all the time, it's fine. I love when they run 370s, like when they run like 3.70 mm-hmm. something. 
Like yeah. I love that. I, I just think it looks good. I don't know. It looks good on the board. It's just a nice number. I mean, obviously there's quicker runs, you know, but mm. I just like, the, I, I, that's just a completely off topic. Oh, actually the next pair ran, uh, one of the guys ran that uh, as well. So what, what you got? I, I was just going to say, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, we, when you're talking about 370. So the first time, this, like I said, this is just going off topic. So the yeah. first time I've ever seen a 370. So it was Reading 2012, right? So mm-hmm. Antron goes 372 with a two, resets the national record. Well, he comes right back the next run and lays down a 370 with a one. And I remember just looking at it, I was like, it looks so weird just looking up there. But then I was like, <laughs> at the same time, it looks so beautiful. It's, it's a 370 nice. with the one. <laughs> okay, so it's not just me. Okay. <laughs> Because, like, I love writing it. Like, when I'm writing the numbers, I'm... Anyway, I get to say it again. Because in the next pair, we got Krista Baldwin, that nice leopard print. Lucas Ordrag. So that was pretty nice. She didn't even know about it. I think that's cool. I love Krista Baldwin. I think she's great for the sport. And so I can't wait till they get... And they also said... They also said that might be a little baby Capco car. So if you get her... If you get her a race car, I think the girl can do it. I mean, she is the Greek's granddaughter. You know, it's in her blood. And she, she's just great for the sport, like her whole personality. Like, I wish her a lot of success. You know, me hopefully, too. I can, hopefully, I can get her for a podcast soon. I, I think that'll be a, oh, make for a that great would podcast. Be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be very cool. Uh, we got Mike Salinas getting the win, though. He's number four qualifier, 3.706 at 330.47 miles per hour. So it's like kind of 330 was kind of like the 325 this day because the mm-hmm. track was just so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Salinas, three points or 2.7 or two. Jesus, 2.977 at 291 at the eighth mile. I just, I love that eighth mile mark because it shows you, it tells you so much. Mm-hmm. Like now, 291 in 2.9 seconds. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so it, it just shows like, you know, how each car is tuned differently. Like you, you might have a pair where they run the same uh et on the board but they got two completely different speeds at the eighth mile yes sir i love that i love that um so britney force and clay milliken britney number two upset uh, of the day upset of the day here we go we got clay milliken 3.722 at 326 miles per hour mike clover i think they're getting that thing together i want to see that i want to see that car in the later rounds and I don't want to be surprised when we see it, you know, next time, because that's a good car. I mean, and it Mike is. Clover, he's been doing this for years. He knows what he's doing. And, and like I, I was listening to our, um, I think it was the, the Phoenix podcast again today. I mean, they've just been missing it, but now they're starting to get it. And they took out that monster energy top fuel car. I don't think anybody expected that after doing what she did the previous day, 337. Like, you know, we think, okay, these are, these are grubby conditions, but um, I mean, these aren't really anybody's conditions. We've never seen them. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, what'd you, what'd you got on that? The upset of the day. I was going up there wondering, I was like, man, was grubby just, you know, a little, sorry. I hope that's not picking up in the background. Uh, Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Could you hear it? Yes, I can hear it. It was, a, it was an ad. It was an ad. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> well, they, they need to pay us now. <laughs> it's, it's on NHRA.com. Oh, well, they can keep that, I guess. 
<laughs> nah, but just like I was like, I was surprised because obviously, you know, in our picks challenge on a, on Instagram, I had, I had Brittany to winning the race, you know, because I'm thinking, you know, she laid down at 337 on Saturday and, you know, the conditions play into Grubby's hands. But unfortunately, she goes up there and, and goes out first round. I was pretty surprised. And if you look at it, Clay was actually faster than 60 feet. Yeah. You know, 835 to 853. So, yeah, it's uh, like the car just didn't move. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that was pretty surprising and it messed up my day as far as our, our picks challenge. Uh, Man, let's not talk about it because. <laughs> hey, you're still, like, ti- you're still tied for the points lead, though. So that's OK. But like after first round, I was like, I took a hit, man. <laughs> I took a hit. But anyway, so Lex June and Trip Tatum are eventual race winner. Here's the here's the run we've been talking about. 818 at 60 foot mm-hmm. to run an 86 or a 3677 at 329 out the back. Man, I tell you what. Okay, and I'm gonna say this too. We know the Steve Torrance cars can run the big numbers, mm-hmm. but to say that they run consistently in the 60s is not something I can say. Mm-hmm. They they go more on a performance consistency base, mm-hmm. where like this trip Tatum car, I mean it's you it, that thing will do 60s out of you know no no problem not that torrance's can't but they just have a different kind of mindset in tuning the cars that mm-hmm. you know so i just think that's so interesting that you can have cars that are so alike that are run differently depending on who's turning the knobs you know mm-hmm. uh 2.947 at the eighth mile 292 like the, the, this is unworldly and we're just saying it like it's normal you know it's just yeah 292 in three seconds whatever i mean he qualified number one with 367 yeah. with the four so like basically just imitating his qualifying run just exactly. 3,000 slower but i mean still 367 with the seven pretty amazing and shout out to john stewart a wily cage deal veteran gotta shout out john stewart because you know oh, i had that car rolling this weekend oh absolutely john stewart a veteran in top fuel racing. And here's another thing. They, they, they brought that run that they qualified number one with, but on a different track. Yes. Like this track and the, these conditions completely different from anything anybody's ever seen. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, that's even more impressive to come out and do that. When you see so much tire smoke, tire shake happening. I, ca- I can't wait till we get to the race that we were all waiting for. That's in, I think that's coming up. You know what I'm talking about. So we got Tony Schumacher and Steve Torrance, the clash of the Titans. Uh, this time, Steve Torrance is going to get the win, 3.696 at 327. Tony Schumacher was not far behind him. Um, it was a good at, race. Yeah, looking at these incremental numbers, um, I mean, it looks like his car was just not maybe not set up to run as aggressively as Torrance was. Uh, but last week, when he pedaled the car, uh, he was on pace to run this run, 369. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's, it's like, you can't say, oh, well, Todd Okaharka. No, that guy can get a top fuel car down the racetrack in the 60s and in the mm-hmm. low 60s at that. I mean, we remember what Leah did all those years ago. You know, so we know what that, that you know, Todd Okaharka can do. Uh, but unfortunately, this time, they're just going to put it on the trailer. 313 is going to be what they have on the scoreboards after that one. Uh, so Correct. wrapping up wow, uh, round one of top fuel, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but um, at the top end, it started eating itself up a little bit at the, at the top end, right? Because he was really, he was right there with, I mean, Steve Torrance is better in every incremental down the racetrack, but right. um, it looked like he was right there with Torrance the whole way. And yeah. like I said, like I like to talk about last week on our podcast, like Tony Schumacher just knows how to rise to the occasion, even though he lost. I mean, he still left on Torrance. Like, he, yeah, he left on him by two hundredths of a second. So, yeah, Tony Schumacher is just always ready for the moment. Like, he's never... He- he never shies away from the big moment. And yeah. like I said, this is what we've been waiting for. Steve Torrance versus Tony Schumacher. We got it in round one. And Tony Schumacher was there for it, there for the taking. But unfortunately, he just came a little bit short. Here's another thing. We're going we're gonna to see this in, t- in Funny Car as well as we, as we get to the Funny Car class. You're seeing, these, this is the, the beauty of like these weird weekends where we only have one qualifier. You see first round matchups that are final round matchups. Like Steve Torrance. Tony Schumacher, that's a final round. You know, Clay Milliken, Brittany Force, that definitely is a final round. So it's like you see these kind of runs where, oh, we're starting with we're starting with the pedal master. I call him that. That's what I call him. That's what we're starting with. John Force and Tim Wilkerson. John was number 15, and Tim Wilkerson was number two. Uh, we had a pedal fest here. Now you said earlier, uh, now, do you remember what you said? Yeah. How he caught it okay. so quick. Say it's let, we're going to talk about it. Let me, let me say the numbers real quick. John Forrest, 433.2 at 289 miles an hour. You go, what? That's not usually what they run. Well, he was on the gas through the finish line going 289, almost 300 miles per hour after he pedaled the car. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about, <laughs> Let's just like, we're talking about you hit the gas 922 not a great 60 so the car was a little soft early but like gets in trouble one pedal and i can still get down there. now we're talking about less than a thousand foot at this point right mm-hmm. so we're within the thousand foot i can still get to 300 almost but that's just a testament to how quick he caught it and we're going to talk about how impressed why imp- that's impressive well, we only know we know they have like an inch and a half of throttle travel. That's it. Mm-hmm. But and you might think, OK, well, if you need to pedal, basically, guys, pedaling is when the car's 12,000 horsepower doesn't hook up. You got to get off the gas. You got to get back on it. Let the car kind of settle, pull the brake. There's a lot of methods to it. But the main thing is you get your foot back in the gas. The reason why that's impressive. It's because of all the suction from the supercharger. You look at it on TV and, you know, the flames come up like that and you think, oh, they're just, you know, just tapping. It. There is so much like that's, you know, the, 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 the pedal is like doing weird things in the car because of the suction from the supercharger. So it's not like, oh, you're just getting off the gas. It's not like it would be if like you or me, we, we, get, we went out in our car and, you know, we needed to pedal the car because sometimes you have to do that. But like, we don't have that. So that's why it's even more impressive from the 16-time champ, pedal champ of the world. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I tell Go a funny story it. real quick? Go for it, yes. So, you know, I'm from Southern California, right? Absolutely. It, it, is, it doesn't rain too much out here. Like, it rarely rains, but I remember one day it was raining, right? There's a song I, about I went, that. I, I, went to, I went to go make a run real quick, right? And I, we, had, we had a Yukon truck. So if everybody knows what a Yukon truck is, right? Kind of similar to a Tahoe. So it's raining, right? And I'm at a red light. Well, the streets are like real wet and stuff like that. So 
light turns green. I slam on the gas. Like, I don't know why it's raining, but I slam on the gas. Right. And the tires immediately start spinning. Right. Like I'm like, Oh crap. Like I'm getting sideways. So this is what I did. So I slam on the gas. The tires are spinning because you know, it's real wet outside and I'm getting sideways. Right. All I did was take my foot off the gas and put it back on there and it and it squared right back up and I got back on it. And you know what I said to myself? I was like, I was John Force right there. <laughs> yeah. That actually the same kind of situation happened to me. I was in my little Malibu, but not little. I love my Malibu. Shout out to Shelly. Uh, but it's front wheel drive. So there was a day that it was kind of wet outside and I kind of felt like a little funny car drive when I got home. But I hit the gas when it, cause I'm bad about that. Like when the light turns green, I'm on the gas. Like <laughs> I'm on the gas. My mom tells me wait three seconds. I don't always wait three seconds. I got to get off the line before this guy or girl. So you do that too. I do that. Too. I do that. Too. <laughs> yeah. So the car, the tire started spinning. I didn't get sideways or anything, but I just took my foot off the gas, put it back on there and it, went right straight forward i said yeah i pedaled well, today well granted you know we, we're dealing with you know 300 200 300 horsepower right. like <laughs> they're dealing with you know twelve thousand. so twelve thousand horsepower so again again impressive impressive alexis de brings that beautiful super back up again terry haddock how about terry haddock mm-hmm. i love when that car wins that mm-hmm. circle uh that uh, I didn't I didn't write the sponsors down this week that is a good car and he's getting a better program like mm-hmm. he's built this program like there I mean Terry had has been coming out of these races for years mm-hmm. but now he's got I mean he's got a top fuel operation buddy hole drove that before he got his own operation you know so it's like that that's not someone you're going to take lightly are they going to run and rotate the earth no and they'll tell you that they're not trying to do that but they're going to go down the racetrack. And that's exactly what happened here. I mean, remember, I mean, not, not too long ago, remember when Terry Haddock came to the start, I'm not trying to be mean or anything like that, but remember when Terry Haddock used to come to the start line, it was, well, uh, time for go get a snack. You know, we're about to be down for about 15 minutes. So just being honest, <laughs> but now like this dude, he gets down the racetrack consistently all the time goes a to B makes good consistent runs. Like say he's not running the big numbers, but gets it out in the track. A to B consistently, and it's great to see. Like I'm a, I'm a big fan, of, big fan of it. And Terry Haddock's a great guy too. So yeah, um, met him a few times, and I remember I did a I did an interview with Buddy Hall in his pit um, when Buddy Hall was with Terry Haddock last year. I did an interview with Buddy Hall in Dallas, and just Terry Haddock was just very welcoming, just a very nice guy and stuff like that. So I, yeah. I wish Terry Haddock the most success. Absolutely, four oh nine two ninety gets the job done, but that's a good run on a racetrack that we don't really know. Mm what it can do then we got Cruz Pedregon and Jim Campbell also I echo all of that love Terry Haddock I've been watching mm-hmm. I mean we've been watching this stuff for years he's always been on the sheet uh you know whether he qualifies he's trying to qualify if he gets in he's on race day like that's a good car to you know like he's living the dream right yeah like he's, he's living like, the dream like he's living a dream like yeah I mean how can you not root for him you know like yeah. underfunded but comes out there and it's competitive and you know just like living the dream like you know he's He's kind of like, kind of reminds me of John Forrest in his early days a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, just mm-hmm. doing yeah. what he can. And I love exactly. it. I love to see it. Exactly. Yeah. That's what the sport is built on. You don't, you don't have to have a name or you come in, I want to do this and mm-hmm. you can. And, and, that's, and that's that whole team just it. works hard too. Like mm-hmm. the whole team just works super hard. And his son too, like makes some really cool videos. Like he's just check out some of his videos. His son does great work too. So just okay. throw that out there. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. no plugging. So we got Cruz Patrick on number three and Jim Campbell number 14. Cruz is going to get it done 3.966 at 326. Nothing too fancy there, but again, anytime we can get, we can pull the shoots on this specific day, uh, that's a win. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it actually was a win. Then we got Blake Alexander and then J.R. Todd. J.R. gets in trouble early, crossing the line at 10 seconds, 81 miles an hour. Blake Alexander, 3.966 at 321. That's good for them. Then we got another pedal fest, Matt Hagen. This is a good one. And Dave Richards. I'll tell you what. I will tell you what. 5.266 at 258. I bet you they weren't, they were very, very, very happy to see that pop up on the scoreboard. Uh, you know, that's usually a car. That's one of the other silver bullets that, you know, is is a constant member of the 330 club and the 380 club. But Hey, you don't have to do that every run. You got to get mm-hmm. down to the finish line. And, you know, when you go up in smoke and I go up in smoke and it's Sunday, I got to get there before you. So, and, and I might blow up some stuff too. So what you got on this one? Because this was I'm, a good one. This is the perfect opportunity. If you're an, like an underdog like Dave Richards, we just got to get that card down A to B. Because when a big time guy like Hayden gets in trouble, you got to keep him honest. Got to keep yeah. him honest. And of course, yeah. they didn't do that. And, uh, we'll see in round number two, you know, Hayden got kind of got away with another one. And then by the time they got to the semifinals, they just had it all together and they weren't going to be beat. So yeah. um, Matt Hagen, escape one right there, but great pedal job from him though, as well yeah. in that first round. Hagen's he's a badass. Oh yeah, for sure. And I I'm so sorry. Tim Wilkerson was John Force's opponent. Uh, we know we, we love Tim Wilkerson here. Uh, and what Alan, I love when Alan says, and it kind of goes with uh, what you just said with the Dave Richards and Matt Hagen. Matt Hagen didn't win that race. John Forrest didn't win that race. They got away with it mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, if, if I'm the big corporate guy and, and you're the little guy, you got to get down there to that finish line because you know that this is a very high power car. Now we're both, we both have high power cars and the, the job is to make the same amount of power, no matter what the racetrack or the conditions are like. So if I'm going up there and I'm like, eh, I think, I think there might be like an 80 flat out there or something, you know, something like that. Hey man, that's cool. I'm just going to run my 401. Cause I don't think that's going to stick. <laughs> So, you know, and then you're on to the next round. You're turning the car around. I mean, not even a 401, even if you just go 420, that would have won, you know? Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Just get, because these funny cars, it's funny because they'll be on the gas, getting it down the racetrack, and then like 415 pops up on the board. <laughs> like, that's just the <laughs> thing about these cars. And But like with top fuel, it's kind of like, if you're in the gas for like 95% of the run, you're going to put 380 something up there. That's just how the top fuel car accelerates. It does a little bit of the work for you, but funny car, it, it, it you might have a good sounding, big thundering run in Sephora up there. Well, I mean, in, in, in defense of Dave, Dave Richards too, if you saw, I don't think he really, I, I got to go back and look at it just to confirm, but when he got in trouble, he didn't really get back in it. And for like a right. team like that, you just don't want to risk blowing it up. Exactly. You know, you, know, you just exactly. want to, you know, just keep the car, you know, that's a good point. And, and get it to the next, get it to the next race. So that that's a good point. Yeah. Um, and again, it, it's expensive to run these things mm-hmm. and not everybody has the budget to, uh, well, if I throw the supercharger over two, two towns, you know, we got another one in the trailer. Not everybody mm-hmm. has that. So mm-hmm. 
I that's commendable and no need to defend him because you know that that's a car that's going to be out and that's a car that boosts our numbers uh but you, you that's a really really good point uh at that point I, I i believe again i don't remember uh right just right now that we're talking about it i feel like Hagen maybe got in trouble after richards or maybe it was before i can't remember mm-hmm. so I think, and, yeah yeah i think that's all it was because i mean i remember they both got sideways though yeah <laughs> they both oh, got real yeah. sideways Dave that's Richards got sideways. Like he got more sideways. <laughs> yeah. And them funny cars. If I'm reading the the sidewall, I'm I'm, I'm not pointing the right direction. <laughs> so we got Bob Task and Ron Caps. Here's the run right here. 3.864 at 336 miles an hour. Like yes, no. Here's the thing though. You're you're Ron Caps. You're in the car because you can hear all of this because I mean these cars are louder than Kingdom Come. So you're in the car, you're in the staging lanes, you're watching the cars because we're at a race with the, with the um, with the TV. He said in the staging lanes, he, they had the TV and you could actually hear the sound and stuff. And you're hearing cars going up in smoke, not getting the race, you know, not getting down the racetrack with the fire up. And then you go up there. What, what do you think? What's going through your mind at this point? But you got you got to have faith in your crew. I mean, he's got two of the best in the business, Dean Antonelli, uh, John Medlin. But 386, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we're not talking 388, 389, 386, 336. Not a career best speed for uh caps, but that's a big speed and a big statement maker to everyone else in the class, especially when you know we're not seeing a lot of full runs. You know what I'm thinking? If I'm a funny car driver and I hear funny cars, you know, shaking and smoking the tires up there, I'm thinking. Be ready to pedal and be ready to pull a whole lot of brake. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. <laughs> and we know Ron Caps do that, do that because he's one of the best out there. But absolutely, it, this is when it comes back to you know what uh, Dean Guido Antonelli said. Obviously, you know he worked under Coil for so many years, and he said mm-hmm. he went back to notes from back in the day, and he said he's never seen air like this ever. And yeah. Dean Guido Antonelli's been out here for a long time. He a said he's never, I never seen air like this. And for him to go up there and, and lay down that monster run, I mean, kudos to that team. Like that was badass for sure. For sure. Paul Lee and Chad Green are going to wrap it up. Number eight and nine qualifier. How about Chad Green? 3.953 at 323 miles an hour. I've always said that that Chad Green car, I mean, they get help from the Wilkerson. Dan Mm -hmm. tunes it. Mm -hmm. Um, And and then I kind of looked and I'm like, okay, let me look at this. And I look at the 60s because if the cars don't always get down the racetrack, you can kind of still see the story of what the run could have been in the incrementals. And that's what I love about it. Uh, Chad Green was quicker than Tim Wilkerson to 60. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I know they say that I hired my own assassin. I don't think that necessarily applies here because, but I mean, that car, we know that Bonco car can run in the eighties. I mean, Mm -hmm. but again, it's, it's one of those days where you haven't, you have a choice, but like we were talking about a long time ago with that Bristol show on your show, the, the tuning window gets really small when yeah. it's that good out there it's a thin line yeah it's a thin line between love and hate we're gonna say it. we're gonna bring it back we're gonna keep it going <laughs> but like yeah you don't have much room for error so you go up there you say okay 95 that should get it done and if it doesn't it doesn't because paulie that's a good car with uh jim overhoffer over there but they've been struggling so bad to start they the have. season though they Man. have and, and they kind of struggled at the end of last year as well yeah 
Like they, yeah. I, I really hope Jim Mo can get that car turned around because exactly. Paulie's a great driver. It's a great car, and yeah. I just want to see them do good. Like I hate seeing them Absolutely. struggle so much. Absolutely, and it's a, it, it, it's that's a car that can go three thirty, three eighty. Mm-hmm. That's a car that can do it, and we've seen it. So hopefully they get it together and uh, show us what they're made of. Well, we already know what they're made of, but hopefully they show everyone what they're made of coming up. So. Mm-hmm. Back in the top field, pull them up, bring them up, boys. I love at the beginning of the day where you hear Reinhardt call. Go ahead. Real quick, I just want to say this. Uh, Going off of that uh, uh, Dave Richards, Matt Hagen run, so it was actually instantaneously tire smoke. Like, they smoked tires instantaneously at the same time. Uh, Dave Richards, as soon as he smoked tires, he didn't get back on it, but Hagen was pedaling for his life. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that's how it went right there. That's what I remember happening as you said that. I saw it in my head. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Uh, But, again, again, it's expensive to run these things. So, yeah. Uh, that's commendable to, you know, have a business mindset when you're in the heat of battle and not doing something that eh, maybe you shouldn't have done, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but good point. So top fuel round two, let's bring them up. Let's plug them in and let's get in. Let's get after it. Uh, so Doug Foley and Clay Milliken, an IHRA matchup <laughs> that we saw all the time. So I was very like excited when these two lined up. I was like, oh, yes. okay, let me say this. I'm Go from the West. It. I'm from the West Coast. Yes, I was not exposed to a lot of IHRA back in the day. Really? Yes. Yeah, so just being from, I know it came on speed. I like I saw a couple of races yeah. on speed and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But just as far as like you know, I could never go to a race because I was from the West Coast. So it was like on the West Coast, IHRA was never really exposed to us like that. Yeah. So so I kind of hate that you know I wasn't you know I know that they were both in IHRA you know but all my all my knowledge and history and all the stats I know in my head is all from NHRA because that's yeah. just all I've ever known was NHRA, you know? Yeah. So. And I, I mean, I don't have stats from, from IHRA because, you know, they, they did things a little different over there. Yeah. Not, not as big of a budget as NHRA, but uh, I mean, they, they had, they, they made, they put on a good show mm-hmm. uh, and these two lined up a lot. Uh, so, but Doug Foley, Unlike some of the IHRA races, it's going to go his way today. 3.809 at 313. Clay Milliken gets into some trouble. Actually, he red lit as well and still got into some trouble on the racetrack to add insult to injury. Uh, so that Doug Foley team is going to go on 10 and 15 there. Then we got Billy Torrance and Trip Tatum. So essentially, we got a team matchup here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> quiet as it's kept (laughs) i wanted to say that today so i'm glad i got to say it so (laughs) we got uh trip tatum getting the win 3.727 at 329.95 miles an hour that's a bracket that's the world's fastest bracket car right now Mm -hmm. next to robert height well well it was Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves but like yeah like 372 to a 374 that was a good race yeah it was a great uh, drag race mm-hmm. billy torrance uh good to see him out there again he was just above three seconds at the eighth mile 3.009 to a 2.994 so trip was barely in under three so they were really really close uh 291 again big speed mm-hmm. at the eighth mile for trip tatum tell you what then we got Justin Ashley and Steve Torrance, number six and number three qualifiers. Uh, Justin Ashley, I'll tell you what, I'm looking at the reaction times right now. Take a look at that. By one, one, one thousand. One thousand. One thousand. Steve was ready for him. He was. He was ready for him. Uh, and that was a great drag race, 3.703. 
327. This was one of the ones that was weird. That's why I don't have the speed for Ashley, but 368, he's going to get the win. That's a great drag race. 331.61 miles per hour. I'm writing Lion. it down now. 331.61 miles an hour. I'll tell you what. That's a, that wow. This combination of Justin Ashley and Mike Green, like, watch out. We saw them yeah. come off that win in the Winter Nationals, and yeah. Mike. It just goes back to last year in the countdown. Mike Green has a handle on this race car. Yes. It looks good. The Phillips Connect, Phillips Connect sponsorship. I don't know how long they'll, they'll be on the car for for the season, but I'll tell you what, That's they are legit. Car. They are legit championship contenders. Like watch oh, yeah. out. Ashley's oh, yeah. always good on the tree. Mike Green is just consistently laying down great numbers. Watch out. Yeah, and and even last year where you know, I mean, Brittany and Steve-O were kind of running away with it, but. Little old number three, Justin Ashley. Mm-hmm. You know, that car has that's a good car, mm-hmm. and it's always been good. I anytime that car rolls up from under the tower or around the tower, depending on where they are, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to be able to get from A to B, mm-hmm. and they're not going to just get from A to B, they're going to get there in style. Mm-hmm. But in this final pair of round two, this is actually what I was talking about right here. This the is best, the one we've the been best waiting drag race for. round two. This is the one, be. yes, this is the one we've been waiting for. Doug Coletta and Mike Salinas, we know all of the stories. We already know. We already know all of that. How about Mike Salinas is going to get it done, 3.698 at 331.45 miles per hour to Doug Coletta in the left lane, making a stellar run, 3.701. There's that number again. At 330.47 miles per hour. Look at the eighth mile. Also, look at 330. These guys were glued together. You could have threw a sheet over them. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, pick them. Pick them. Mike gets them off the line. Mike is not playing. He not might not. Playing. He's He might not always be in the below the 50s, but he is wanting to get off the line first, and he's been doing that. Mm-hmm. it's great to see that was a great drag race top in mike salinas getting the win like you said watch out for mike salinas like i'm, I'm loving what i'm seeing from mike salinas right now yeah. Got yeah. that got that great pep boys paint scheme that yes. looks a lot like steve torrance's paint scheme from <laughs> 2017 2018 so yeah I wonder, I wonder did you see the post that collider motorsports put up today no so it, it had it had mike salinas's car right and it said it had mike salinas car from from gainesville and it had steve torrance's car right next to it and it said Hey, bro, can I copy your homework on Mike Salinas's car? And then they said, and for Steve Torres, said, car said, yeah, sure. He was like, but just change it up a little bit so it's not obvious. <laughs> I was like, that was a good post from Coletta Motorsports. I love that the was shade. Good. I love the NHRA shade. It's funny. It's, it's like, fun, right? It's, it's something it's that's fun. for these. Like, it's fun. Yeah, like, I love it's, it. It's cool. It's like, let, let's, let's have a little fun with this. You got to check it out. It's funny. Okay, I'm going to look as soon as we're done here. So, that was the one we were waiting to see. And, you know, everybody was waiting to see that. Like, we're waiting to see Mike Salinas line up against Doug Kalitta. And, yes, I'm glad you mentioned it. You beat me to it. That beautiful paint. I still call it paint, even though I know it's rap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're, we're old-fashioned drag race fans when it actually was paint. Mm-hmm. You know, but that 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 was a nice-looking car. And, actually, because, you know, my NHRA.TV kind of went haywire over the weekend. I actually didn't know who, because I had to go on, this is just a little side note before we go into funny card round two. I had to actually go on YouTube and look at somebody who was there's video, like from the stands. Oh, really? Yeah, to do my breakdown, to see the Mm -hmm. runs. 
And when that car came up, I said, who is that? Who is that? Because mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, you know, they don't tell you until, yeah. you know, you're there. And so it's kind of like, like, who, who is that? <laughs> but I'm like, oh, okay, that must be Mike Salinas because he's lined up against Sean Langdon. So I kind of did the math. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Here's the thing, though. So a lot of people are saying, oh, it's shade at Steve Torrance, you know, stuff like that, because he lost the championship in that paint scheme. Well, let's not forget, he actually won the championship the following year in that same paint scheme. Exactly. So, so swept the count down, too, in that paint scheme. So it's like, you know. You, you know, people love talking. Do you think they really did that much homework and like, well, let's do yeah. But, you know, people love to talk. But it's, again, it's good for the sport. People talking yeah. about the sport. It's great. It's great. Yeah. I'm here for it. So then but we got. It, it, I'm sorry. It was just eerie, though, because, wait, because, so here's the thing. So they unveiled it on, on the start line, right? They had it wrapped yeah. up like that, a cover over it. And when they took the cover off, I'm looking, I'm like, Wow, it was just so eerie. I'm like, that looks a lot like Steve Torrance's painting, right? And then it did on cue, right? On cue, as I'm typing it in the group chat, Kellen goes, That looks a lot like Steve Torrance's paint scheme. Like everybody was just new. Like, I was like, that looks a lot. That looks very similar. That was funny how it all came together. And it does, it it did. And then minus, you know, just different, different words. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it definitely looked the same. And, and it kind of confused me when I saw it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that looks like the Torrance car from you know a few years ago mm-hmm. but it doesn't say capco it says scrappers and it says pep boys on it okay yeah. <laughs> so i had to do a little homework so you can see my like the wheels were turning man i'm telling you i was quite confused but it's okay we all got there so matt hagan terry haddock first pair nitro funny car round two again i apologize for the weirdness but i don't have terry haddock's numbers uh, I just have Matt Hagen. So four well, point. Remember, Haddock had, uh, had a had some run going on the starting line. He didn't make a run. It was a single for Hagen. That's right. Two. Okay, so that's why I don't have that. Um, so four oh two for Matt Hagen, uh, three fifteen. See, this is why I have him, guys. This he he <laughs> he's been. Oh, by the way, let's just stop right now and let me just thank this guy. Okay, this is my brother right here. We help each other out. I'm telling you what he's a big reason why I was able to do the breakdown this week because there, again, there was some weirdness on the website and, you know, there were some other things that were going weird and he helped me out and I appreciate that. So thank you, sir, for uh, your you're help. Welcome, man. You're hey, you helped make the show. So you might as well come on it as often as you want. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so again, not, nothing really much to shake, um, you know, talk about in that Matt Hagen. He gets the win though, 402. Then we got Cruz Pedregon and Blake Alexander. Blake Alexander getting mm-hmm. it done again and doing it in style. 3.927 at 325. Hey, they said, hey, we've been going through a lot and everybody knows it's been well documented, but we're gonna come out here. We still know how to run Nitro Funny Car. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I go back to the, the St. Louis race. Those guys were throwing up 80s. Mm-hmm. So that car is a good car. That's a car that you cannot take lightly. 392 mm-hmm. with the seventh. 318 sub 320 to the eighth mile. That's getting it. In a, that is really getting it. 393 or 893, 60. He was slower than Cruz, but Cruz got into some problem, got into some trouble, which was common, commonplace. So in the next one, we how many times have we seen this matchup this year? <laughs> So this is actually the one when I said earlier how fast, he, how quick he caught it. So he did a great job around number two, but this is actually what I was referring to when I said he caught that thing quick as far as the pedal job, John Force. I see. Because you see 324, 
uh, even though he goes 409, he goes, still goes 324. Like, mm, yeah, see, it still applies. Okay, so hold that thought. No, he just said it. I'm just kidding. So we got John Forrest <laughs> and Ron Caps. John was number 15, Caps number 10. Caps is going to get the win out of the right lane, 3.913 at 327 miles an hour. But as Darren just said, the big old, the, 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 the GOAT gets down the racetrack after catching it so quickly mm-hmm. he gets down there at 324 miles per hour so i'm gonna say what i said earlier with the other one because that was still impressive mm-hmm. we got less than a thousand feet that we're dealing with it's even more impressive here now because we got 320 over 320 mm-hmm. gets on the gas within the thousand foot mark and the car accelerates to 324 miles an hour yeah dude yeah. amazing right <laughs> these things- <laughs> these things are ridiculous ron caps left first but we know john probably had it staged in texas but that's okay that's okay <laughs> that is all right and so in the last pair we got robert height and chad green robert height robert height it ends here yeah it ends here robert goes down 663 102 so that's still a pretty good record <laughs> 16 runs 14 of them were in the 380s just like how i had britney winning in top field i had robert height winning a funny car i really wanted to see him win the first three races of the season that would have been so cool to see but unfortunately after the 83 you know they just didn't have the performance on sunday and but great for chad green though to advance to the semifinals really cool to see that car going rounds yeah 380 uh i have dyslexia i swear i do 3.987 and 320 Mm -hmm. like again that's that's essentially Wilkes' teammate car right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that 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 car performs and actually drives a lot like Tim's car does. Uh, you know, Chad Green is a great driver. He has great car control. He keeps it in the center of the uh, of the of the groove. Drives Pro Mod too, and he drives Pro Mod. That definitely has to that has to help. That mm-hmm. has to help because I mean those things. It's nice to see Pro Mod back on track this weekend. I love that class. Uh, that's a good class. We didn't talk about conditions for round two. I just jumped right back into it. it. It was good, guys. It was still good. And it was below sea level still. 94. No, that's the final. Hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> this is live, folks. It's okay. It's live. We have fun on the podcast. It's all good. Okay. Yeah, whatever. It's, oh, it's right here. Okay. It was 340 feet below sea level. Start of round two. Mm-hmm. 57 degrees temperature came up a little bit uh, 100 degree track temperature so that definitely helps them out because mm-hmm. uh, they like a little bit of heat in the track not too much uh but you know it's a little bit it makes it easier to slip those tires through uh the clutch stages but when it's too tight you know they like to grab and saw a lot of tire shape uh with that it's it's either the too weak or the too strong mm-hmm. and there's definitely a difference <laughs> as we all know. And so in the semifinals, I am okay. 60 degrees. Relative humidity, 49 degrees, 28 feet above sea level. <laughs> We're above sea level here. That's still pretty damn good. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that air. And the track temperatures actually fell 90 degrees. We got Trip Tatum. And well, we the, got the reason for that real quick is just because remember they started an hour later 
Right. Um, because, you know, it was so cold in the beginning of the morning, you actually started, they had a noon start. And then by the time we got to the semifinals, we were just late in the evening by this time. So obviously, you know, the later yeah. day. Yeah. You know, I noticed that. Yeah. I noticed that like the times that were popping up on, uh, cause you know, it still pops up on the NHRA.tv. Like it said on the thing and it said next round of top fuel was like six 30. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, got- yeah, the, yeah. The finals, they ran the finals at around six 30. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so yeah. semis are around like four 40, something like that. Four 45. They ran them. So yeah, it was, uh, you know, and, and it, it just turned, I'm not good with the, the, what was it? Daylight savings time or what was it? Whatever it was. It was what? Oh, it was, changed- the, it, yeah. It, we sprung forward. So we yeah. gained an hour. Yeah, but it's still, you know, it's it's so early. It still gets dark kind of fast, but not too fast, you know. So, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fun stuff. So in the final four and top field, we got Trip Tatum, Mike Salinas, Justin Ashley, and Doug Foley. Before we go in, we're gonna do what we always do. We're gonna start doing it. Final four and top fuel. Who in there are you surprised to see there? Surprised? I wouldn't say none of them are surprised, but it was right. nice to see Doug Foley. You know, yeah. going around because he's put so much into this operation in the offseason, you know, adding on Aaron yeah. Brooks and it's all the changes they made in the offseason, trying to, you know, get this car to run how it is. And to see them going rounds and see it finally, you know, they've been a good qualifying car the first two races, but haven't yeah. gone round. So to see it finally come together and to see them going rounds, I mean, really cool to see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I would actually agree with that. Um, it was only a matter of time before that that Doug Foley car started going rounds uh, last season. Uh, again, a great qualifying car. That's a solid 70 contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're going to have to get your stuff to the end of the racetrack type mm-hmm. car. Uh, but it's a little different in, in, in top fuel because that 370 is kind of what it's kind of like the equivalent of the 390. You know, we're, we're not nobody's running 380 competitively mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, so it, I, I would actually I definitely agree. Not actually. I would definitely agree with you. <laughs> As I often do, uh, I'm not surprised by any of those cars. Uh, Doug Foley, he's a KG veteran. Uh, like you said, he put together a nice operation, bringing on Aaron Brooks, one of the best in the business to do it. Um, and so, and none of the other ones are surprising either. So mm-hmm. then we get that nice matchup of the black cars. Well, it's not black this time because it looks like Torrance's car, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's kidding. I'm kidding. It's not Torrance's car. But anyway, so Trip Tatum and Mike Salinas, we got number one and number four lined up. And mm, wait a minute. Oh, okay. I just wrote it weird. Okay. Why did I write it like that? Okay. Trip Tatum, 3.709 at 327.82 miles per hour. That's a bracket car. That mm-hmm. is a bracket car. Mike Salinas gets into some trouble, crosses at 10 seconds at just 72 miles an hour. That's okay. Let's talk real quick. We got time. <laughs> so when these cars get into trouble and, and, and we've talked about it before, the earlier in the run, they get in trouble. The, uh, the, the higher the ET will be on the other end. Okay. He smoked the tires right at the hit too. He smoked them right at the hit and he still crossed the line at 72 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about this enough. <laughs> Everybody wants to focus on like the big 330. I mean, I'm one of those people. I mean, that's literally what, what I do. But like, we got to talk about when they don't get down the racetrack, and but mm-hmm. they're still crossing in like five seconds. Mm-hmm. What? I love it. So then we got Doug Foley and Justin Ashley. I didn't expect this one to happen like it did. So real quick before we get into it. So yeah. 
remember Justin Ashley had the right lane, but when he saw Mike Salinas mm-hmm. go up in smoke, mm-hmm. he made a last second lane change. Yep. He, he sure turned did. on the blinker. Like Alan Reinhardt said, turn on the turned blinker on went the to the blinker. left lane. Uh-huh. And it will happen. He went up and smoked right to hit. <laughs> so, man, it's, I'll let you finish though. No, it's no, it's one of those things where, hey, you know you can cut me off. It's fine. Just do it. Just shut me up. I'll stop. Because you know I'll keep talking. No, but like it's one of those things like go with your gut man you you were in this lane for a reason and then you go oh no i gotta change and then maybe what if he didn't change he might have been in the winner's circle possibly or or just in the final at least Mm -hmm. you know you have a possibility win but like yeah that that's unfortunate for those guys but they'll be back nobody's worried about that car that's a great team I mean, they've shown everyone in top fuel that they are going to be one of the contenders down at the end of the race, uh, at the end of the race, at the end of the season. So nobody's worried about that Phillips car, but that 377, 313 is going to get it done. Let's not forget either. Aaron Brooks used to tune for Justin Ashley. Got his first, got, got Justin Ashley's first win out of Indy oh. a few years ago, back in 2020. Oh, he and then, did. And then was let go at the end of 2020. I'm sure he he uh, liked to get a little revenge right there, taking out Justin Ashton in the semifinals. I think he, he liked getting one back on, on the Phillips connecting right there. Just yeah, saying. see, Just no, saying. Th- th- again, this is why he's here, guys. This is why he's here. Because I, Aaron has moved around so much and not to not to his, not this is not to his detriment, but a lot, he's worked for a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he, I, I actually forgot that he was, he was on, that Justin Ashley car. So I'll do you one better then. So 2012, he tuned Morgan Lucas to a top field win here. Had great performance all throughout the day. Had a dominating performance here in 2012, winning with Morgan Lucas. Aaron Brooks. Morgan Lucas. Yep. Morgan Lucas. He, yeah, he sure did. Oh man, my memory. Am I getting old? All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then in the final four funny card, we're going to do a little discuss like we did. Matt Hagen, Chad Green, Blake Alexander, and Ron Caps. We got number four, eight, six, and 10 qualifiers. Now, you can't really go by the numbers this weekend because they don't really represent what the driver is, is and, and crew is capable of just, with just one shot. But take a look at those names there. It's a nice-looking group of cars. Like, yes. That's a nice looking group of cars. Uh, and, and it's it's kind of not not so much I kind of need to start rephrasing it, but it's not necessarily like, oh, I'm surprised that they made it. It's not that. It's just these are four good cars. But again, everybody is good. Mm-hmm. So when you can get this far on race day, you're in the final four or even the final eight, really, in your class. If you make it past first round, John said it. He said, um, he said it used to be easy for me to win championships. Now it's hard for me to even win a round one. You know, he said that. And it's that's so true. That's so true because everybody's good. It's not, it's not like a runaway freight train. And we're seeing that. I mean, Steve Torrance, not in the final for the second race in a row. But again, well, nobody's worried about that Capco car. Don't, don't, don't you dare think, oh, Steve's done. Hey, think about this too. We're going, we're going to the four wide next. Like, and right. Steve Torrance dominates the four wide. So, yes. I mean, you can basically just pencil them, in, pencil them in for a win at Las Vegas and Charlotte coming up. That's true. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna look forward. We're gonna look forward to that ah, four wide. 
I mean, we're going to talk about that because I just think that is just absolutely abnormal. That is just stupid. Like, two of them is ridiculous. And you're going to put four of them on the racetrack? You ever been? No. Regrettably, should, I have not. You should check it out. It's, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty cool. You should check it out. I mean, yeah, it's probably going to blow my... my. I, I don't even know. I'm not going to cuss. It's because I... I <laughs> It's so nice that when I get on the podcast, like two hours, I don't cuss because I'm usually a sailor, but it's okay. Yeah, I need to, I need to check that out. That sounds but ridiculous. That sounds when you crazy. go though, when you go, stand on the start line though, like sit near the start line. That's where you, that's where you get it the most. Okay, you know me. I go to the starting line. I, I embrace that's, the starting line. You know me. You sit on the start line. That's that's the best part. Okay, we're gonna talk more about that in a second. Okay. <laughs> We got Matt Hagen and Chad Green. Matt Hagen's going to get it done. 3.894, miles per hour. He did it in style. 316 at the eighth mile, 282. Best run of the day so far. Best run of the day. Well, actually, best run of the day out of all four rounds. But, yeah, I mean, after after going, you know, a subpar 526 pedaling in round number one and well actually you know he had pedal round number one but then a 402 in round number two you know yeah. to step up with that 89 you know yeah given just giving dicky venables more chances more chances giving them you know, like if you if you give these the, these dicky venables jimmy proc if you give these guys too many chances they're going to make you regret it 861 to 60 mm-hmm. man i tell you what i tell you what he left first 57 Matt Hagen solid on the starting line as always. Blake Alexander and Ron Caps next. Blake Alexander's going to get the win over Ron Caps 3.932 or 8 at 322 miles an hour. So he not only, and, and I, I even said it in the group chat, I love how poetic the NHRA is. It's, I mean, you still have to do the work, and, and it's, just, but I love how some, when it's your day, it's your day. It's your day. You know? And, and, and even though Blake Alexander didn't win the race, he was in the final round at his first race back and everybody knows what happened. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, it's really beautiful to see that car performing well and consistent and showing the rest of the funny car guys and girls, Hey, we're back, mm-hmm. you know, cause they, they didn't just kind of, squeak their way to the final i mean nah, they, they had some great it, runs they did it with authority yes so that that's amazing um so let's just go right into it that's the first final that we do uh matt hagan and blake alexander matt hagan gonna get it done for tony stewart racing how amazing is that like i just i can't get over it i can't get over it. that is so cool that we have the tony stewart with us mm-hmm. and he's he's in it you know like like you i think you said it um for the phoenix podcast when, when, when you and d bland were here he is into it he is yes. in it he is fully invested this is not just someone who's throwing money at something mm-hmm. he is in it he's on the starting line he's in i mean he's he's gotten behind the wheel of the thing mm-hmm. uh, of the top fuel car so and he and he already said i'm not getting in a funny car which i don't blame him <laughs> I don't blame him. But this guy, here's someone who is an intellectual person. He's a champion in multiple 
series, not just NASCAR, multiple series champion. And he's he he brings on Matt Hagen, one of the best to ever put on a fire suit, and he gets it done 391 with an O on the end, 330.96 miles an hour. Hey, we're going to do it in style. We're going to 330 out the back in the final round. I tell you what, 330s in the final. Mm-hmm. You're showing them why we're here. Yeah. 40th career win for Matt Hagen. First win for Tony Stewart racing in NHRA. Like you said, just it's, it's great to see how excited Tony Stewart, you know, generally when he gets, you know, you saw him fist bumping on the start line when he yeah. got the win. I love yeah. the shot that got, they got of him on NHRA.tv and on Fox when they, when he got the round one, just that, that fist bump he had, like, it was like, you could tell he was just so excited, but great win for Matt Hagen. First win of the year, 40th of his career. And you talk about the dominant start for Robert Height, two wins to start the season. Well, Matt Hagen, one win, but he only sits 11 points now behind Robert Height in the points. He's in second, mm-hmm. only 11, 11 points behind. They are tied right now with nine round wins apiece on the season. So obviously that 11 points is basically just qualifying points yeah. for Robert Hyde right now. And yeah. I'll tell you what, before the season started, I said my two championship contenders for Nitro Funny Car was Robert Hyde and Matt Hagen. Yeah. And they're proving that right so far as they were number one and two in points. The only two winners of Funny Car this season. But great win for Matt Hagen. And we'll see what happens going to Las Vegas. But um, great day for Blake Alexander. Chat. Yes. Um, Jim Head and that whole team, Jim yes. Head racing team. You know, the tragedy they had last year, losing Dylan Cromwell in that tragic accident yeah. last year. Great to see them start the season with a final round appearance. Unfortunately, um, it finally struck midnight in the final for them, but still yeah. just a great performance for them. And just to see, the like, Jim Head is a man of few words, but just mm-hmm. you could tell whenever he got interviewed, you could tell they're just, you know, just he's a, emotional. a very, yeah, you could just tell he's yeah. just so emotional. So great to yeah. see that car going rounds. And what's cool too about that final, so, the last final that Jim Head Racing was in was the Fall Las Vegas race 2019. Yanni Lindbergh was driving, but you know who mm-hmm. they faced in that final round? Who'd they face? Matt Hagen. Matt Hagen. And then the last time Jim Head Racing was in the final round at the Gator Nationals was 2017. Yanni Lindbergh still driving, but they lost to John Force in that final. So just a little symmetry right there. Yeah, absolutely. We love it. Bring it, bring it. Something else about that funny car final. Matt Hagen's first at the Gators. Yes, that too. Yes. He was genuinely happy. Yes. Like he was genuinely like a little kid at the far end of the racetrack. And I yes. love to see these grown people. Like this is one of those sports. And, and I'm going to get on my soapbox again here. Let me, let me pull it over here. Is that's the thing that's so great about drag racing. It, it I mean, the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows, but the highest bring the kid out in you. And that's, mm-hmm. that's not something that I really see in a lot of other sports. Like Matt Hagen turned into like his 12 year old self. Who's who dreamed of winning the Gators. Mm-hmm. One of the big daddies, like mm-hmm. that's, that's one of the, you know, the big daddies on, on the tour. So to, to, and I didn't even know until they said it, until AR said it, Alan Reinhardt, that he never won mm-hmm. the Gator Nationals. I didn't I, you, cause you think Matt Hagen, Oh, of course he's won the Gator Nationals. No. It's it, that's just how that's just how tough that class is. It's mm-hmm. just funny car, man. I'll tell you what, funny car has always been like tight, but to to that stat right there just really kind of summed it up for me. It's just like wow, this guy, this champion, this multiple time champion has never won this race, the Gator Nationals. Wow. 
And a mm-hmm. double a double up for Tony Stewart because Chase Briscoe won the cup race in Phoenix. So very nice. Matt, H- Matt Hagan wins Gainesville and Chase Briscoe wins Phoenix. And that's great. Three races into the season. Robert Height, your points leader. Matt Hagan second, 11 points back. Ron Caps in third, 77 points back. Cruz Petragon fourth, 120 points back. And John Forrest rounds off the top five, 153 points back. So that's your top five in funny car. Tim Wilkerson sixth, Bob Tasca seventh, Alexis DeJoria eighth, Chad Green ninth, J.R. Todd in tenth. Very Nice to start the season three and that's a good round of cars right there. All 10 of them. So top fuel final top fuel. We got Doug Foley. No, 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 no. If you're going to say it, you got to say it right. Top fuel eliminator. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're, he's right, guys. I love saying it like that. I wrote dragster because I, I switch back and forth and I write it. So I literally say what I write. Okay. <laughs> so I wrote drag. Okay. Per, per his request. Here we go. We got top fuel eliminator here. Okay. Final. I love it. I love it. Okay. Here's the thing, though. I'm going to let you finish. I'm gonna, here's the thing, though. I love that you said it that way. But don't steal my stuff, all right? Don't steal my stuff. That, I'm, joking. Sir. I'm, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. No. Bob Fry and Mike English are the originators. I was going to say that's older than both of us. I know. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> this is why he comes on guys i can't get things done <laughs> i laugh oh in the interest of fair reporting we got 956 one at 80 miles per hour for blake alexander like like you said that i mean i i could i was just happy that they that they plugged the thing up and let it fire and that <clears throat> that there was a funny car that was running that had head on it you know mm-hmm. that that was for me fun because I, I always have always like i said i've always been a jim head fan Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know he has a great message on his funny car and i love that you mm-hmm. know so i always love seeing that car do well so back to top fuel eliminator here we got trip tatum and doug foley so we got we're gonna have a first time winner regardless of who crosses the finish line first but it's gonna be your number one qualifier trip tatum not the greatest reaction time I'm just gonna just gonna just gonna say that uh <laughs> but i'm guessing it was just you know we're not gonna hold them to that uh because they definitely left out of the hundreds earlier in the day but 092 is gonna be what trip tatum left the starting line with three seven hundred there's my number i love it i love it's so pretty 3.7 oh oh at 300 there it is again 330.31 miles per hour I'll tell you what, Mr. Stewart has got that car running on me. And I'll tell you what, the big boys and girls better watch out for that Trip Tatum car. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that, that like I said, it, he won by 18 feet. Doug Foley, no slouch, 3.806 at 307 miles per hour, but just had to off to that team. Uh, like I said, this, is, this isn't one of the, oh, we got to congratulate them because they're not very good. No, Doug Foley's team is great. We know that. And they're going to be in more later rounds later in the year. Uh, but Trip Tatum getting this first win, you know, and and, and I, I commented on his uh, post today and I said it was only a matter of time. And, and that's how literally how I feel about that. It's only a matter of time before he was going to get a win because, like I said, I'm going to bring it up again. He They pulled that thing off the trailer in St. Louis and run 74. 
And I know it surprised Reinhardt too, because he said, because hearing his voice after that car made that run, he was like, oh, set 374. Like nobody was expecting that until, you know, we got into the more meteor cars, but 374, mm-hmm. and that was number one for a few pairs, you know? Mm-hmm. So until Salinas came up there with that 65, but do not take this trip Tatum lightly. Do not take anybody lightly, anybody, anybody lightly uh doug foley that 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 car is going to be back and they're going to put it back together i hope they get some funding i hope trip tatum gets some funding because trip wants to come out more you know he he let's get him a sponsor there's no reason why you know i mean we got a good face he talks well he interviews well he's a personable guy he's a nice guy who wouldn't want them to be the face of their brand you know Mm -hmm. so i really hope we can get we can get him a sponsor um 2.97 at the eighth mile 293 man i tell you what it doesn't get old when i see those 290 mm-hmm. at eighth mile it could be it could be three seconds flat you know we usually like to see them under three seconds if they're really you know what i say what, what's one of my sayings putting the coals to it mm-hmm. you know uh but 2.9 anything at 290 anything is just something that like that's that's it's crazy it's crazy he won the race by 18 feet uh so hats off to those guys they really really put on a show i mean number one qualifier and you get the wally at the end of the day it certainly was not given to them they earned every bit of it they went Mm -hmm. through some tough cars Mm -hmm. to get that uh, and you know, it was a tough day of racing. We never seen those kind of conditions, you know, they were still below sea, sea level in the final. Mm-hmm. And like you said, putting the exclamation point on it, qualify number one, get the win, had low ET. I mean, not a better way to get your first win. Right. But I want to ask this when he said, Hey, Bob, we finally did it. Was he referring to Bobby Lagana or who about what Bob was he talking about? Uh, he might've, cause you know, that again, it, it, it's not very, it, I say as quiet as it's kept but it's not kept very quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, we all know that, that, that Alliance, you know, we, we know that I don't know if they I don't believe they share data or anything, but they definitely get help and they definitely have eyes on it. We're going to, I'm going to ask you another question uh, when we get into our little free talk, cause we we've, we've done the business. That's the race day. Uh, but go for it. Okay. Oh, okay. So I was about to say something. We're on the podcast. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I I was about to say, I've been forgetting stuff all week. So I remember. So Alan Reinhardt has still been saying the things that, you know, some controversial things in the booth that we talked about last time we all got together. And he said that uh, Alan Alan Johnson might be still, you know, have eyes on that scrapper's car. Yes. Um, and he said it was from Mike Salinas. Mike Salinas said it himself. That's what I, he said. It, he like he made a point to say Mike Salinas. It's been said by Mike Salinas himself in Gainesville. I was like, that was kind of weird. Yeah, I feel like here's the thing. And here's something else we're going to talk about. I feel like people are listening to us because some of the things that we say on these on, on our platforms start to happen. Or they start to get addressed. Like, why did he say that? <laughs> Like there was, you know, what was the need to make a point to say that, you know? 
unless it was yeah i i, I guess you're right because usually he just said usually he just says you know alan's like still overseeing the operation or something like that but this time he made the point to say you know mm-hmm. he said it but then to say it's been said by mike himself yeah he's like yeah you got, you got a point there i mean you got a point here's another one how awesome was it to hear music in between the cars this week that was okay so as far as qualifying it was super cool and they played it at a real level to where it wasn't like very distracting exactly I, I, i'm not very critical of stuff like that like i'm like I'm, i don't care but for, for some reason during eliminations they played it they like played it so loud during eliminations like after a run it was kind of like a little distracting a little bit okay at the same time but at the same time it was still cool though to hear the music in the background yeah. and i just wish they would have just turned it down just a, a little a little bit and i and i just want to say sound guy did you hear that no i'm <laughs> I just want to say that I do believe I said something like that. I'm just saying, I think I said that. <laughs> but the, the, the DJ was great though. He was playing some great hits this past weekend. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. And they were, it, it, how cool was it to be watching a super slow motion shot of a nitro funny car going down the racetrack and you hear this, mm-hmm. like, you know, this hip hop instrumental, mm-hmm. like that's awesome. Like that's cool. That's what it we was. need. We don't need words. We don't need, you know, it's just something to kind of give it the kind of football game aspect, like the music that they play over the loudspeakers at a football game is not mm-hmm. the main feature. It's mm-hmm. something to supplement what you're there for. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was getting at when I suggested it. Like, hey, mm-hmm. that's an opportunity. It's it, it's something that we tried at Stampede to Speed and it worked. So let's continue to do that. Well, if you think about it, if you if you watch any NBA game on TV, ESPN, TNT, stuff like that, if you notice they're literally playing a song every second. Every time. Yeah. A ball's being dribbled. Like, mm-hmm. when they're bringing the ball up court, they're playing some type of song. But it, it, it's so regular now, you don't even notice it when you're watching the game. Right. But, like, they're literally playing a song every single possession. Almost every single possession. Every if it's not, single one. If, it, if it's not defense, like, they're not chanting defense or something like that, they're playing, like, a hip-hop song or something like that as yeah. they're dribbling the ball up court. Yeah. So I think that our execs are looking around other sports and seeing what we can use for our stuff, because, again, the cars speak for themselves, the cars Mm -hmm. and the bikes and everything that we have speak for itself. So you don't really have to do too much, but you can do a little bit. And they did that this weekend. And I really commend NHRA and for the show they put on. I mean, it was a tough weekend because we lost one day and that's always a tough day, especially with three qualifiers. Now we lose one. You, you know, we we're down to one, and, you know, pro stock motorcycle gets set on points or, you know, we have that kind of situation. But mm-hmm. like I said, they put on a great show. They, I mean, safety safari had a tough job this weekend. I mean, yeah. that was shout like, out to them. Shout, yeah, out to them. shout out to them for seeing any kind of run on the racetrack, let alone the three thirties and the low seventies and the three eighties, like, you know, that's all fine and dandy, but they were dealing with like feet of water that was just sitting on this bald racetrack and they got it to showtime, primetime shape for the big boys to come out here and bring their big show cars out and, and put on a good show. And they definitely did that. Like, I mean, it wasn't the performance I was expecting, but it was definitely something that we should definitely be proud of as NHRA, as NHRA fans and as NHRA uh, analysts and, and reporters, we should be happy about that. Cause it was great. Mm-hmm. It was great. Definitely. Definitely. We got, agree. we got four wise coming up. 
we know there's some people that are better at four wides than others. <laughs> we also know that four wides are usually when we get some of the more unusual finalists because of the way that it's set up. And just for the listeners that don't know, uh, in the first couple rounds of the race, they take the first two drivers that cross or riders that cross the finish line rather than just one in the final it's just one obviously because there's a winner runner up and yada 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 but we've seen a lot of people get to the finish line second and then they got there first in the final round when it counted and won the race Mm -hmm. so that that's the thing that's really cool i mean yeah the spectacle and all that and the sound the fire all that that's amazing that's great but i love that that hey I don't have to win this race. <laughs> I just got to make a great run. So it's kind of like qualifying the first couple elimination rounds. You still got to beat that other car. And I, I, and, and I say it on the podcast all the time. Do not believe that these people are not racing and qualifying. <laughs> <laughs> do not believe that because you look at the reaction times and you go, Oh, 50. Damn. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like in Q4. So, but yeah, it, it's going to be a great, great great um next couple of weeks because you know we do them back to back uh so what do you got for the four wise and then we will go ahead and wrap this one up well i'm just say look out for steve torrance because obviously steve torrance has dominated the past few four wides i mean he's basically unbeatable at the four wide so i mean okay. look forward to i would say steve torrance getting his first win of the season and if he does that he will tie Joel Motto and Antron Brown for third on the all-time top fields wins list. So we'll see if, if we'll see if it, if it can happen. I'm looking forward to it. What about funny car? Funny car? Uh, man, that's a, that's a good question. Funny car? It's Bob just Tasco, a wild card. Yes, Bob Tasco won it last year. Obviously, you know, not run the same to start the season like he did last year. Right. Uh, I would say your front runners have to be either Robert Height, Matt Hagen, or Ron Caps. I mean, and then yeah. you think about it, we don't know what type of conditions, but you got to right. think it might be the warmest track we see all year going to Las exactly. Vegas. Mm-hmm. Got might have to get the the edge of Cruz. Cruz coming off that win in the fall. Yeah, uh, and Cruz is very consistent. You know, John mm-hmm. Collins always, always has a car consistent. So, awesome. for Cruz Crutchgon in Las Vegas. Absolutely, and also with that Las Vegas track, that's one of the smoothest tracks we go to. Yes, yes. And we're going to Richmond again. Dinwiddie will be back there. That's the smoothest they say. Uh, so that that's going to be really cool to see. So there it is. There you have it, folks. Uh, It was a good time. It's always a good time. You know, we always have fun on the podcast. Uh, But I I love having guests uh, because it really gives you a different perspective uh, on what we saw. So that was Darren Williams Jr. We have him on a lot. He's going to be on a lot more. Um, So we have a lot of good things to talk about, so many great things to say about the NHRA uh, and what we're doing and where we're headed. So I'm really excited. Uh, we got a couple weeks until the four wides. Uh, so we'll be kind of watching and, and, you know, watching social media, see what everybody's doing, see if there's any testing that might be happening. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know. So, without any further ado, I guess I guess it wouldn't be further ado at the end. <laughs> so, with that, thank you for listening again. Thank you for your support. I do not take it for granted. I really do not. Uh, it's so fun to sit and, and talk about drag racing with like-minded individuals and, you know, help educate people that might not know about it. So, 
uh, that's what I want to do. And I'm happy I get to do it with this platform and I use it responsibly as you should. So with that being said, we'll see you on the next one. Have a good day. Have a good rest of your night. Whenever you listen, uh, thank you for your listening, your support. And um, we'll talk to you next time.